Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Friday. Okay, everybody, welcome. Um, so today we are going to do a little bit of a further deep dive into our database conversation from last week. So who was here on the call last week? If you are, first of all, hey, if you're here and you can turn on your cameras, please, it would be awesome. Um, it does feel a lot better to talk to faces rather than um, just black boxes with names on them. Um, <laughs> so uh, who was here on the call last week? Yeah. Did you get some good ideas about um, database, like database marketing? Yeah. Okay. So I think we did. I think it was a really good conversation. I think that there was a lot of really good um, things coming out of it. I shared with you what I'm doing with my database this year. So what I wanted to do today is kind of dive into that a little bit deeper. Sorry, I'm getting myself situated here because I realized my microphone is very far away. So here we go. You can probably hear me a little better now. Oh, hey, Mike. Haven't seen you in so long. Love to see you. Um, <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Um, anyway, so you guys, so today I want to dig into a little bit further about um, uh, database marketing and events. Okay, how many of you are like, how many of you like to have events or have, how many of you have events in your business? Lewis, Brandon, of course we do, Brandon, because you're with me. So of course, of course we do. <laughs> Everybody, in case you don't know, Brandon is, uh, he's the, the guy behind the scenes. So my content, all that, like, if you guys hear me talking on Instagram, it's Brandon talking to you. So just FYI, that's Brandon. So say hi to Brandon slash like Linnea behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so you guys, okay, so we want to talk about events because I'm going to tell you something. I had a really good conversation with um, an agent in my market the other day. And this agent, you know, she has four, you know, she has four different uh, brokerage offices. And she and I have followed each other on uh, Instagram for quite some time. And the other day, I just was really connected with some piece of content. I don't remember what it was, but I sent her a message and I was like, Hey, I really love your content. She's like, Oh my God, girl, you too. Let's get coffee. So we did, we got together. And just a little side note in um, Washington and Seattle, we have this thing called the Seattle freeze. And just like, it's this phenomenon that it's very, very, very hard to make friends of people around here. Like people like to say, let's have coffee. And then they never follow through. Um, I personally don't have experience that, but like when it, when, it, when I hear it does happen, I guess. Uh, but anyway, I was really kind of, it was kind of cool. It's kind of like, Oh, there's no such thing here. So anyway, just, Total side note. Um, but back, back to the story. Um, so she and I got together for coffee and I was talking to her and she, her brokerage, her office did $400 million last year, which is pretty, pretty like, a, that's a lot of volume. That's a lot of volume, $400 million last year. And I said, okay, so let's talk to me, talk to me about what you're doing. Let's collaborate. Let's, let's learn. And I, and I asked her, I'm like, do you, are you, 
are you spending any money on leads? And she said, no, her, her agents come in, her agents have, um, her agents come in. She does not spend money on leads. They do not buy leads for their agents. And I'm like, well, how did you do $400 million not buying leads? And she said, we're an event-based business. And I was like, oh my God. And it's like, it's kind of been like my vision. My vision is to move toward being an event-based business, right? So that's, I'm like, okay, so here we go. I found somebody to connect with my vision, which is awesome, by the way, which is why I love social media so much because you never know who you're going to run into. Um, But anyway, so I found someone to connect with my vision. And so it kind of got me thinking um, you know, to be an event-based business, there's a lot of a lot of skills that you have to have. There's a lot of um, money. <laughs> there's a lot of ideas, a lot of visions, and you know, there's got to be everyone who's got kind of the same the same mindset. To be an event-based business is not the easiest. Would Would any of you who've done events in the past agree that events are are a little challenging sometimes? Okay. So a little backstory on me. I actually, um, I worked for Nordstrom for 12 years. And for the first uh, half of my career at Nordstrom, I actually ran the uh, downtown Seattle beauty beauty floor. So I had 220 employees. I had about 57 brands that I managed. And one of of those jobs uh, there was to manage what is called the beauty trend show. Any of you ladies here ever go to a Nordstrom cosmetics trend show, they are just like the, like it is just massive. You walk in and you've got like, sit down here. Here, let me pamper you here. Let me spray perfume on you here. Let me do your hair here. And you go to a show and you hear about all the latest beauty trends. And it is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. There was there was some days in there that we could just do the entire volume that I would do in a year of real estate. I could do in one day selling $20 items. Okay. So being able to manage that kind of... Um, being able to man, I should say a month of real estate, not a year, but a month of real estate, I could manage doing one, one $20 items, but being able to manage that kind of, uh, that kind of business is, is challenging. So I'm going to share a couple of tips that I've learned on doing, uh, an event-based business. Uh, and then I wanted to hear some ideas because I know there's probably some people on this call who have really good events, who have done really successful events and have done really bad events. I've done both very successful and very horrible. Uh, And so I wanted to share some ideas and hopefully let you guys walk away with some ways that you could hit your database with a different sort of touch this year, rather than who do you know who wants to buy or sell? Or do you want to buy or sell real estate? Or do you want a home value? Or or the market shifting? Like those kind of conversations are not always my favorite conversations to have, but I do love to invite people to have fun. Like, I love it. I'm like, let's have fun together. Let's party. You know, it's my favorite thing. So a couple of things that I've learned when it comes to event management and event planning is A, you have to have a vision. Okay? You have to have the vision. You've got to have an idea. It can't just be something that you throw together at the last minute. Um, <laughs> I did this before. I did it. I'll share this with you in, in a few minutes, my story of, of how an event turned out to be successful, but it was chaos, chaos. So the first thing that you have to have in order to successfully have an event or manage an event is to have the vision. And that vision, you've got to be very clear. What is the purpose of the event? In my opinion, there's a, there's a few different types of events to have. Okay. There's a celebration. That's an event. You know, I'm going to celebrate summer, celebrate spring, right? Um, there is a community-based event where you are doing something out in the community. You're doing something for the community. An idea of this would be like a summer, a spring shred day, right? How many of you have ever done like a spring shred day? Or you've seen like a spring shred day where like you rent a shredder and you have everyone bring your shredder to your, your thing, okay? The other thing is like um, doing any sort of like community cleanups. Like that's a different type of event. 
Uh, and then the other type of event that um, I have tried uh, and that I think is a totally separate ballgame is trade shows. So we have celebrations like VIP events, past client events, we have trade shows, and we have community-based events. So those are what I think are probably the three types of here on, of events. And for each one of those, you have to have a vision. But in that vision, you have to be very clear about what your intention is from the event. So for example, we just recently did a trade show. And my, my vision was to... I didn't think that I was going to convert a lot of people at this trade show, just so you know. I knew going into it, this is going to be long-term nurturing. So we're still in the process of sorting through these leads and, out, and divvying them out. Um, but uh, the intention of that of that trade show was to have our face recognized in the community, to make connections with some other small businesses. Because if you're doing a trade show, you are with a bunch of other local small businesses, you guys. So this is an awesome opportunity to network and, and build and build more of a, of a database, more of that exchange exchange database. People want to give you referrals. Okay, those were my those were my intentions, and to, and to just get leads to build into my database for long term nurture. I didn't think I was going to convert anything. So when I walked away from the event and I did not convert anything, I was okay with that because that wasn't the intent. The intent was to get my name out. We did. We had probably, I don't know, we had uh, seventy five people actually give us their information, so we got seventy five leads. But we had um, probably two thousand people see my name, see our name. We got to we got to engage and have a FaceTime, potential FaceTime with 2,000 people. Pretty good. And I also met a, several local small businesses. I actually did a live video for one of my one of the small businesses who's now asked me to um, do help help collaborate with them on some other things. And they took my video that I did on Facebook and they uh, put that onto their website, you guys. So now, guess what? Guess whose face is on their website? Is that a win? That's a win. That is an event. That is an event win. So you got to have the vision and you've got to be very clear about what your intentions are. For example, another, another type would be like a, a, um, a VIP event, right? If you're doing a VIP or a past client event, what is the intent? Is the intent to get business? I mean, yes, always. That's always the intent. But if you go in planning the event with, okay, I have to walk away with getting 16 referrals. You're probably not going to want to do events anymore because that's probably not going to happen. But if you walk away thinking, hey, you know what? I'm going to invite my past clients here. I'm going to tell my past clients to invite a friend, right? Then you're just getting more FaceTime with their friends. You're starting to build relationships with those friends. Is that a win? To me, that's a win. So be, have a vision and have a very clear goal. Okay. The second, thing, the third thing to do, I guess that's kind of two, whatever. I didn't write this down. This is off the top of my head. So the next one, the next one is that if you want to have events and you want to plan an event-based business to your database, you have to make sure that you plan ahead. There's, there's a, there is no last minute anything when it comes to event planning. You are going to, you are, I guarantee 100%, I'm putting it out in the universe. You will miss something if you do not plan 100% of the time. So you've got to plan and you've got to be very clear. Like Brandon and I went back and forth on logistics 25 times and we still missed six items when it came to, came to actually getting the event. We missed testing the funnel. You guys, we missed testing the funnel. We set up the funnel. We set up the zap, but did we test it? Nope. So 
that you got to have a plan, very clear plan. And like your plan has to be like, you've got to do all of these things. Like we've got to test the funnel. Think about that. You got to test, like not even just the funnel the day before, but you really probably should test the funnel like a month before. So you can kind of see what it looks like coming down, coming down tight. Right. You shouldn't just test the funnel and be like, okay, like you got to actually see what it looks like on the consumer side. And then like the day of the event, we're sitting there, we're like, Hey, can you, can you try and enter this for me and just see if it works? And we have like three people who we don't even know if they were people who tested our funnel or people who are actually interested. I don't know because we didn't have any clear thing. Um, and then the, uh, another thing that you want to make sure you have uh, another skill set you want to make sure you have, or, or I guess item you want to make sure you have when it comes to events is um, making sure you know who your audience is. Who's your audience? So for, for example, for if it's a VIP or past clients, your audience is your people who already know, like, and trust you. So what do they like? Have any of you ever gone or have you been going through your database and started to call your database and started asking them questions? Like, tell me more about you. Have you been doing that? Anybody? I have, I have three appointments today with past clients who I'm just going to ask them, tell me about what do you like? I'm building out a VIP program. What would you like? In my VIP program, I'm going to have four giveaways per year. What would you love to get for free? I'm going to have discounts. What kind of services do you need? Do you want to, do you like to shop? Like those questions are so, they're so awesome because you're literally just digging into your, into your, your past clients. And you know, my response from my past clients in doing this exercise is, um, Linnea, it is so awesome to see your business doing so well. We are so happy for you. We will absolutely help you. Every, every single one of them. So you guys, when it comes to knowing what my client, what my audience wants for a VIP event, you better, or past client and VIP event, you better know I know what they want. But I didn't just guess on my own. I had to actually call them and find out. Which, by the way, is a touch to your database and you're not having to talk about real estate. So that's been fun. Okay. so. Have a vision, have a plan, know your audience. So let me share a couple of um, VIP events that we have on the calendar for us this year. And this could be different ways that you could take it. I know that, uh, I know Jess was on here a second ago. She does a lot of events. Um, Wendy's real good with her database. So anyone else who's real good with events or database, please, please feel free to jump in here. But I'm going to show you a couple of things we're doing as far as events for our database. We're throwing a couple of parties. We're throwing, um, in May, we're throwing a kickoff to the summer. So it's kind of like we're not doing it around Memorial Day because people are going to be camping, but we'll do it sometime in May. Kickoff to the summer. Do we know what we're going to do quite yet? 100% not. Are we having a planning meeting today where we're going to pass through some of these ideas? Absolutely, we are. But you guys, we have a plan because this is May and this is, this is May. It's only February. But the reality is for me to successfully plan an event, I need at least three months. Like it's not something that I can just do off the top of my head. So if you haven't had an event or if you haven't don't have events on your marketing plan for this year, I would highly recommend you start thinking about it now because they, they do take a lot. Because on top of like just thinking of the ideas, we're going to hash out the ideas. Okay, but then we got to find the location. Once we find the location, then we can narrow down the date. Once we narrow down the date, then we have a whole marketing campaign, a whole like touchpoint campaign. We have phone calls, emails, uh, handwritten notes, maybe even some personal pop buys. We have ads, like all of that's the marketing. So we got to hurry. We're like, we're kind of already behind. And I'm just sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, oh God, we got to hurry. <laughs> so we're having a, um, a summer kickoff party in uh, May. And then in October-ish, we're going to have a holiday kickoff party. 
And so the holiday kickoff party is probably going to be a little bit easier for me to think of because I know tons of small businesses. We partner with a lot of them. So we'll probably do like a little kind of like an expo, a little trade show, if you will. Uh, it'll probably be something that um, I... I, we find a space and we ask our VIPs or our, our business partners if they want to come in and pay me and pay part of the cost. So I don't actually have to pay for it, pay part of the cost. And you can come on in and let, let my clients shop, a private shopping party. My favorite thing to do takes me back to my Nordstrom days. And it is the best event I've ever done as a private shopping party at one of my boutique partners. It was amazing. We had 150 people show up. I had, we had wine, we had hors d'oeuvres, we had all the little pampering stuff you can do. And my um, boutique partners made a lot of sales that night. So who do you think that they call when they need help or when they have, when they need business, when they have someone in their store that they want to refer business to? Because I help them get business. So those are a couple of those are a couple of event ideas that we're doing. Mike just asked, how many events do we do a year? Uh, two. Two big, big, big events. Two big events. Um, but we also do uh, from the call last week. I said we also do. Uh, we're doing four giveaways. Giveaways for like concert tickets. Uh, I, I don't. I haven't quite figured out what the giveaways are going to be yet. But we, we've got to get there. Uh, and we also have five um, five little discount seasons. So probably contractors will be a bit. A dis I'll probably go to some of my contractors and we'll partner with some of them to see if they're going to offer um, some sort of discount to my VIPs. So the other thing is like with your VIPs and past clients, like I, I made this mistake. Um, you know, I, I have what 125 past clients, which is a lot. Like I can't actually like have a personal touch with 125 people. It's very, very, very impossible. So from those past clients and VIPs, I have picked out my top 50. And those are the people. And I identified those top 50 based on their obviously the type of sale they did with me. Okay. But also are they, have they sent me business? Have they sent me a referral? Have they come back to me once? You know, like those are like the A, the A pluses, the people who are like, yeah, Linnea, Linnea, Linnea. They're in the, they're on the Linnea bandwagon and they're always going to be on the Linnea bandwagon. Those are the people that I really focus on. To me, that's about 50 people. And then people rotate in and out of that 50 people every year. It's not always 50 people. Um, so um, Tyler is asking me, am I specifically talking about in-person events or are you also discussing online events like workshops or seminars for buyers and sellers? I've been told that webinars are really pulling in a lot of numbers lately. So that is a great question, Tyler. Um, so yes, webinars are going insane right now. And one of the things that we are implementing in our business is um, as we're going through and we're talking to these people in our database who are just kind of on the fence, um, Linnea is hosting a once a month webinar beginning in March. And my once a month webinar is just all about the market, what's happening in the market and things you need to know to be successful. And the reason why we're hosting it as a webinar rather than a Zoom call, well, it's going to be on Zoom, but the reason it's a webinar is because people don't feel obligated to have to have, be on camera, which is weird for me, but okay, I can handle it. <laughs> they don't feel obligated, but they do have to sign up. They do have to sign up to come to, to get the link to the webinar. And yes, webinars are awesome. If you guys can create a webinar and you can host it onto a landing page and just air it, like people are making a lot of money doing that too. Saving a lot of time, just having a, an evergreen webinar that you can air and just invite people to watch the recording. So that's a different type of database. That is your cold database versus your um, 
VIPs and past client database. I mean, your past clients might want to come to your webinar too. But what I would say, if you are going to do something like that and you are sending out a client newsletter, which you should be, by the way, if you're not sending out a client newsletter at least once a month, you should be. Something that's geared directly toward your past clients, directly towards your past clients, not something that you're using to nurture cold leads, but an actual past client newsletter. Like, what are some things that we're doing? This is something you could you could you could announce in your newsletter. It's like, hey, we have a webinar. If you know anyone who's curious about the market, have them come to this. Then you don't have to ask them directly for a bit for business unless you want to. Um, anybody else have really good uh, events? I know Jess, I'm going to put you on the spot here because I see that you're here and I see you talking about events a lot. And I actually know you hosted an Agent Power Huddle not too long ago about events. So, what are some of the ones that you've done in your business that have been really successful? Good morning. Um, the Bling Extravaganza, we did that one last year for the community. And we had a DJ, we had a local food vendor. Um, we did like relay races and an egg hunt. That was a great one for the parents because the parents could sit and chill out and eat and they could see their kids playing. Some of the hell, some of the parents played too. <laughs> Uh, that was a good one. Um, we also did a bling boobash, which was a Halloween party. And that was the same thing. The only thing that we paid for was the food. We used the local venue and we invited the entire sphere. Um, the We encouraged people to dress up and that the winner would get for best costume, a surprise uh, gift. So that was one thing. And then lastly, the bling boba bash. Everything's bling, obviously, for obvious reasons. It goes with my theme. But we did a boba bash where I partnered with a local business and I paid for everyone to get a boba drink and an appetizer. We played a couple of games and then they went home. So I'm finding the short ones, like two to three hours, are starting to become the most popular because you have one hour of like check-in and hey, how are you? It's set up. And then you have the hour of entertainment and then it starts to die down. So two to three hours has been great. Kind of like an open house. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a peak where everybody gets there and then it starts to go down. Love it. Yep. Yep. We did something similar in our community <clears throat> last year. We did a community. So this is like let not a VIP. This is like kind of a cold lead, just trying to lead generate. We did a community um uh happy hour at a local brewery. And I'm gonna believe really, I'm gonna tell you guys a secret. So <laughs> the brewery already had a local singer-songwriter booked to come perform that day. And they also already had food trucks booked. So guess what I did? I just capitalized on that. I was like, cool, let's just take some take some space. So we reserved a hundred table, a hundred spots. And I said, let's take some space. I'll put I'll put some, we'll put some ad out here. We'll we'll do, I'll do, I'll market this. I'll market the shit out of this. And we filled that place. We filled that place. He still calls me. He's like, well, man, are you gonna do another event? We have a place as full as when you were here. Sure. But you guys, so the cool thing about doing an event like that and capitalizing on someone else's, like another like small businesses stuff that they already have going on is A, it didn't cost me that much money, right? I didn't have to pay for all of it. I had to pay for what I had to pay for my, my, my portion, but it didn't cost me as much as it would have cost me to book the venue plus the singer plus the food trucks, right? Because food trucks always have a limit. It's usually like a thousand dollars. Like, so unless you have a lot of people, a thousand dollars, you can, you can end up paying for a food truck. 
Um, but anyway, so that was awesome. And then what we did is we invited, we just invited our VIPs, our spirit, put some, um, I put some ad money behind it on Facebook. I also did some business door knocking. So we just created flyers and went and did some business door knocking, which was awesome because all the business owners, I just got more chance to talk to those business owners. So we walked and like handed flyers to everyone like, Hey, we're hosting an event. We'd love to get to know you. Like, yeah, can you bring our friends? I'm like, sure. So we packed that place. We packed that place. But the, the brewery also packed that place. So it's not like I had to pack the entire place myself. I wasn't like given that much pressure, but it really helped because it looked like that place was packed. And you better believe all over there, I had my signs everywhere. I had, I had, I had swag everywhere. I had my marketing plan, my buyer's guide, my seller's guide. I had all this stuff available. People signed in, whether or not we invited them or not, they signed in so they could win some of our raffle items. So we got tons and tons of leads from that. I've actually closed one deal from that, one seller from that. And that whole thing cost me $250. (laughs) That's a really good turnaround time. Really good turnaround time. Or sorry, really good ROI. Jess? What you just said is really important. I've been doing events for the last few years. And last year, I wanted to figure out a way to maximize the exposure, but also lower the amount of money that I've invested. So my most expensive event was no more than $1,000. My least expensive was about 400 And a lot of people shy away from it because they think it has to be really costly. And I think if you partner with a local business, that that's your venue space. Like Start somewhere where you can do that. All you have to do is show up with your giveaways and that's it. But another secret to that is, you guys, if you're, um, I just might be saying this exact same thing that I'm thinking. So maybe you've just said it. But if you have like, like VIP partners, like if you have contractors, you have lenders, you have, you know, who else in your community do you refer business to regularly? Ask them if they want to partner with you on this. Ask them if they want to invite their clients, like feature them in your newsletter, tell them their portion of the pay of how much they have to pay. Tell them they have to invite a certain amount of people. And guess what? You guys just got introduced to all of their clients. Pretty smart. You didn't didn't have to do all the work and you didn't have to pay. All you had to do is call the people that already know you and put some ad money behind it. If you know how to run Facebook ads, it's not that hard to run an ad about a community event and actually get people to come. And events are really good lead gen ads, by the way, on Facebook. Really good. Because then people want to know about what other events are coming up. And they have a reason, you have a reason to call them. Hey, Jess, I saw that you just, uh, you just responded to our event on the 22nd. Are you bringing anyone with you? We want to make sure we update our records and we have enough food. Easy, easy call. Um, Okay. So Tyler put something else in the comment. I did, I just did a whole training on purse bingo events where you buy purses and fill them with goodies. And those are the giveaways. They also discuss an in-depth approach to community garage sales that they manage. And we see, what is this training, Tyler? Share your, share your, share your, your secret. No, thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, it was, it was like a full marketing thing. And like, they spent only like 10 minutes on events, but they said that one of their most successful events that they, that they tried to do every year is a first bingo event. And they were like, so-and-so's wife is very trendy. So she knows the types of purses to get. And I'm like, well, I'm a dude, so I don't know what purses to get. Um, but they get purses, they fill them up. I mean, it's just like a big, like a bingo hall. They host a bingo event and then the the prizes aren't just like, here's the gift card. It's like, here's a really nice purse, like a whatever a nice purse is to you ladies. Um, and then the community garage sale was like probably the most in-depth <clears throat> garage sale like event i had ever seen they did it for like a large 
community in Rancho Santa Fe or something like that in San Diego. And they, I guess I don't really know how exactly they got the people to sign up for it. Most likely a Facebook ad. Maybe they went through their database. Maybe it's past clients. I don't know. But they did everything. They created the map with all the homeowners that were participating. They created the route. They created like they just took all of the legwork off of the homeowners and all the homeowners had to do was open their garage and put their stuff out at the certain time. And then the team, you know, that put on the event got to really just get the exposure because they put out signs and everything for the event. So it was just a really cool way to have the branding get recognition without really outputting a lot of money. Cause I doubt there's really any money that gets put into an event like that besides maybe advertising it. Advertising and probably overhead labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's a genius idea. Lewis, you just had your hand up. Did you have something? Yeah, thanks, Linnea. Um, I just had two example of, of events that we hosted last year that we thought were really successful. One was in the summer, we hosted um, an ice cream stand in our farm neighborhoods on the last day of school. Um, And even though it rained, we had really good turnout and the kids were super excited. Naturally, they're getting out of school, but the parents were super appreciative. Um, We thought that was a really fun way to just kind of tap into a kind of a cultural moment that was already happening. Um, And then another one is we were trying to think of a way to, to engage our sphere in the fall in a really relevant way and really add value, not just have it be about us, but add value to what is on their mind. So we hosted um, a family free family portrait event. Um, and we know that, you know, this that time of year, families, particularly moms are thinking about holiday cards, you know, oh, we got to get our family photo taken so we can send out holiday cards. Um, so we hosted this event, hired a photographer for relatively cheap. Um, we had giveaways there. We had hot cider, um, kind of made it a fun experience. And we still hear about it from clients today. You know, they followed up with us and said, gosh, we loved it. We used it for our Christmas card. We printed them. They're in our home now. So that was a really fun one that we think that we're going to anniversary every fall now because it had such a good response. You guys also did something with your with getting people to go to your Facebook page, right? Like, what did you? What was that? Like, you guys got went out to your community and did tell me about that. Uh, was that with the? Was that with one of the events? Yeah, I feel it was like with one of the events, and you had you wanted them to go to your Facebook page. Like, you drove them back to your Facebook page, and you did a drawing. You did a winner, and you like got a lot of engagement on that. Yeah, that was a different. Um, kind of community engagement idea is we host, I mean, it was very simple. Um, We hosted a a Halloween coloring contest and we went and passed these out to our farm. Um, Believe me, there were times that I felt ridiculous handing out a coloring contest form. You know, here I am college graduate doing a coloring contest. Awesome. (laughs) But at the same time, it was such an easy conversation and everyone was super receptive. You know, it was like, hey, we're doing something fun. You know, we're going to pick four winners. They're going to get $50 Amazon cards. I had kids chasing me down the street trying to get more flyers in one of our neighborhood. So the kids loved it. We had over 100 submissions. Um, we shared them and we let the community vote. We didn't pick, we posted them on Facebook and Instagram and let the community vote for the winner. So that was a super fun one. 
That is okay. We need to talk about one of those upcoming calls. We need to talk about social media organic engagement because I firmly believe that if you do it right, um, and it, it does work for me. Um, if I didn't spend money on on social media, I could be just fine because organic engagement on social media, and that is like what Lewis did just there, you guys. That is like the trait that that's the key. So anyway, we'll talk about that on another call, like organic social media. So um, did you guys all get something? I hope you got some ideas from today that you can take away and run back to your business. So um, Isabel, you're the last question. Yes. You know, um, um, I was interested in doing like a shred-a-thon for our clients, but um, other than collaborating with our lender, do you have any other ideas on how to go about reducing the cost? Because it, it's a little bit expensive, it's like $2,000 to get uh, one of these shredding trucks to be on site and shred um, for like three hours or so. Do you have other agents in your office that would want to partner on this and invite their clients to it? I can reach out. To That's the first, first place I would start would be other agents in your office. I mean, you know... Um, I would also partner with the lender. Um, there's also got to be some other businesses in your community. What about a local insurance agent? Like they are trying to get people in their community as well. A local dentist or a local doctor. Like there's there's a lot of other businesses who would be willing to do this to get their name out in the community. You have to have you have to give them something, right? You have to promise them something. Like for me, when I have other people uh, partner with me and help split costs, I have to give them something like guaranteed space that I'm going to promote their business page. I'm going to do something, right? So you have to give them something in return. But that's what I would do. Okay. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, I'll tell you what, we are doing a quarterly planning meeting today and we're going to come up with a ton of ideas. So I'll tell you what, if you are in my Facebook group, I will share those ideas with you. So those can be hopefully helpful. If you want to take and add um, events to your um, business in 2023, because like I said, I talked to someone, her team did a $400 million, $400 million in volume. That's a lot of freaking volume, you guys. It's freaking tons of volume. I almost, I almost said the F word. Sorry, it happens. But it's a ton of volume. And she did it just by having events, just not by leads. So there we go. So I will share some of these ideas with you. Tyler's face. <laughs> Is it because I almost said the F word? <laughs> Tyler, share the training in the chat. Everyone, I will see you next week. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.